Father God, I need more. Our church needs more. My family needs more. I want more. I want more hope, more joy, more peace, more love. I want the fullness of life that Jesus offers. Father, saturate my soul with your spirit so that I overflow with Jesus. I want more. But I confess I'm full of everything but Jesus. I've loaded my mind with so much noise that it's weary and worried. I've heaped stuff upon my soul that's left little space for the spirit who truly satisfies. I filled my time with my own agenda. I'm full, but it's not you. Something has to go. I'm bringing you everything, not you, that fills me up. I open my hands in a posture of surrender. Empty me. The noise, the distractions, the clutter, the fears, my attempts to control, my bitterness, my wounds. The burdens I've tried to carry on my own, my attempts to control, my stuff, even me. Empty me of me. With open hands, I surrender everything, not you. Empty me so you can fill me with joy and peace that overflows in hope. Empty me so you can saturate my soul with your spirit. Empty me so I can abound with the life coming from your hand. Fill us so full that we can't help but overflow with Jesus. Fill our families with your presence. Fill our neighborhoods with your love. Fill our valleys with the knowledge of your glory. Fill us so full that we can't help but overflow with Jesus. Amen. Hi, I'm Brett. I'm part of the Calvary team. And I'm excited to be here with you today to talk about Sabbath. I'm calling this message Radical Rest. And there's a reason for that. Uh, Sabbath, from its very beginning, from its inception, has been God's revolutionary radical practice for his people to join him in healing the world. There's nothing more radical, more revolutionary, more subversive in God's prescription for how we live our lives than this concept of Sabbath, of uh, rest instituted into our lives. So if you're familiar with it, uh, you're probably used to the idea of Sabbath being a one day off per week that we cease from work. Uh, But God's original plan for Sabbath rest actually radiated outward from just that one weekly practice. In fact, he had a once every seven years was called the Sabbath year where you would stop working for the entire year. And then uh, every group of seven years was like a super Sabbath. He called it the Jubilee uh, uh, every 50 years. And it's just this breathtaking vision and so counterintuitive and countercultural. And honestly, so much of what we know today is the gospel is rooted in the idea of Sabbath language, like forgiveness of the debts of our sin is rooted in the Sabbath year, forgiving of all the debts. And the year of release, uh, the year of the Lord is actually rooted in that Jubilee, super Sabbath idea. So this is an idea that starts with small practices and radiates out into our entire lives to join what God is doing. And honestly, we're no different today. We desperately, still today, thousands of years after God first initiated the first Sabbath, we desperately still need the radical, revolutionary rest of Sabbath. And just as a reminder, it is both an emptying of our schedule and ourselves and the clutter and the and everything that vies for our attention, but it's also a filling with the priorities and things that God wants in our lives. It's, it's both of these rhythms. 
So today, I, I really want us to, after this uh, this talk, to think about how we will intentionally set up rhythms of Sabbath in our life. And I believe there are four types of rhythms that we want to look up. There's a lining up, there's a shutting down, there's a dialing in, and then there's a moving out. The lining up, the shutting down, the dialing in, and the moving out. We're going to look at each of these movements to setting up rhythms of Sabbath in our life. So first, the lining up. Sabbath actually aligns us with God's design of the world. So we're going to go to the Old Testament for this, Exodus chapter 20. This is in the list of the Ten Commandments. If you're not familiar with it, I know you've heard of them. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. They're among the ones that everybody knows. Some of the other ones like, uh, you know, not making uh, idols or honoring your father and mother maybe are, are lesser known in, a, in pop culture, but hardly anybody knows that actually the Sabbath is one of the top uh, 10 priorities of the Ten Commandments. And here's what it says in Exodus. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you'll work, you'll do labor and do all of your work. But on the seventh day, it is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. And it goes on to say you, you shouldn't work and none of your people in your household will work. But listen to the rationale. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So the rationale in this first initiation of Sabbath is this is the program or the rhythm God used when he uh, created the entire world. And there's a sense of this is how the world works. So think of this. Maybe you feel like you're hitting some of the same problems in your life. Maybe it doesn't matter if you change your job. The same kinds of problems follow you. Maybe you get new friends and you get in the same sorts of drama, the same sorts of situations as the last friends. Maybe one relationship ends in the same way the last one did. Uh, maybe you chronically feel like you're never getting enough sleep or enough rest or things aren't working. The fact is we know that there are principles and rhythms that lead to success in a lot of different areas, right? So we know, for example, that good health comes from diet and exercise principles. There's not a doctor on the planet that's not going to tell you to get diet and exercise better in your life to pursue health. Or our circadian rhythms, right? How and when we sleep are of some of the highest importance. We dare not violate them. We know that it's it's more than just waking up feeling refreshed, although there's that, but it's it, it governs how our hormones work and whether or not we get sick as often as maybe we do. So these are rhythms that we're always consciously thinking of and leaning in and trying to line up the rhythms of our life in a way that work. And it's because there's a way that things work. There's a way that God has designed the world and our bodies and relationships. Uh, some of these things in Scripture, they're called wisdom in other places in Scripture. And in the foundation of wisdom, it says, is, is actually getting to know God, the one who made all of these things. So there's something about the Sabbath when we institute these rhythms where we are focusing on how we're lining up with how the world uh, is created. Now, I should say, these things don't come naturally, and more often than not, uh, they don't reveal themselves to us uh, in the course of our busy lives. They come through stopping our normal activity, pursuing a Sabbath rhythm, and getting renewed insight into how we're spending our life energies, our time, our money, our relationships, our sleep, our eating, our work, all of that stuff. So take a you know, Sabbath uh, and, and think about this question. What isn't working in my life and why isn't it working? How can I align 
some things in my life with just the way the world works better so that I'm, I'm working with the grain and not against the grain. Okay, the next Sabbath rhythm I want to think about is uh, the shutting down. And here's why. Sabbath actually liberates us from everything that enslaves us. This radical rest is actually going to be our deliverance. So there's another place in the Old Testament that lists off the Ten Commandments. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 5. It starts the same way as the one we just read. Observe the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. No one's allowed to work on this one holy day in the week. But there's a different rationale. You can look at it here. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. You were rescued. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So a completely different rationale. And this is important to remember that the first people that heard this particular instruction, they were a nation of slaves that God, through his strength, rescued out of slavery and then set them up to be a nation for himself. Of course, this is the the people of Israel. This is one of the oldest stories in the Bible. and It's one of the most famous stories, right? And, uh, And as a result of that rescue, to not only remember the rescue story, but also to live into it with intentionality, they're supposed to do the radical rest of Sabbath. Now, one of my favorite Bible preacher teachers explains it like this. It's it's kind of like when uh, people come out of a life of addiction, right? Their addiction, no matter what it is, has completely decimated any form or shape or pattern in their life. It's just all over the place, right? So then they get into a recovery program, and now every action is prescribed. Wake at this time, eat at this time, chores at this time. And what they find is that the structure actually is delivering them from the mindsets of the addiction, the patterns of addiction, or the lack of patterns, as we we would say. Now, whether we like it or not, we're actually the same way. Uh, maybe we're not slaves in like the, the perfect sense or addicts in, in the actual sense, but so many of us can identify with all kinds of compulsions, right? Maybe we drink too much. Uh, maybe you're someone who is chronically jumping from one bad relationship to another bad relation, uh, relationship. Uh, there's consumerism. Maybe we, we just buy compulsively to ease some sort of angst or, or anxiety. Uh, pornography, another huge con- uh, addiction fueled by anxiety, fueled by deep lust, right? All of these things are slavery to our lusts and our fears. And we all have them on varying different levels. And so the Lord is saying, hey, the Sabbath rest, the radical rest of Sabbath will actually deliver you from uh, addictions and from everything that enslaves. Sabbath as a liberating force gives us a chance to stop the merry-go-round and start fresh. You can do a Sabbath day, but you might even take a sabbatical of a few months uh, from dating or drinking or social media. You just have to think, you know, maybe the, the the swiping left and the swiping right isn't getting to the core things that I want. Maybe dry January should kind of be dry all this year, right? Maybe the doom scrolling at two in the morning that I'm doing out of anxiety, maybe it's not fixing anything. Maybe it's actually making things worse and I had to put some limits on my phone, right? So these would be Sabbath principles applied to our life that honestly, we can see them clearly when we start to take a ritual of maybe taking a day off to Sabbath intentionally and then build that out in our life. So ask yourself, what is running my life? I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to lean into God instead for a sense of wholeness and meaning. All right, next part of the Sabbath rhythm of intentionality would be the dialing in. 
And here's, here's what this is about. Sabbath draws us in to God's big why. And this passage comes from uh, Mark chapter 3. We're going to move to the New Testament for our last two points here. And Jesus has a, uh, a habit, actually, of confronting false uh, religious ideologies that are not actually helping people but hurting them. And he does it through confronting the Sabbath. We, most of us know that Jesus uh, was a miracle worker, worker. He healed innumerable people during his earthly ministry. But so often we see in the gospel stories that he d- does it on purpose on the Sabbath. And, and then uh, this triggers actually the religious establishment because They've read the verses that we just read. They think the Sabbath is for working and not working. And in fact, um, in this particular story, uh, Jesus is teaching on a Sabbath and some religious leaders are watching him to see what he's going to do. And he pulls up a man with a, a withered arm and they are on point. They're on edge because they know that you're not allowed to do anything that looks like work on the Sabbath. So whether you're an IT guy or a plumber or a miracle worker, it doesn't matter what your work is, you don't do it on the Sabbath. That's their mindset. And this is where the story picks up. And Jesus, before he heals the guy, he looks at them and he says, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent, and he looked at them with anger, grieved at the hardness of their heart, and he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and he restored it. The story goes on to say the religious leaders were very upset with this because they've got this framework, work, don't work, and Jesus is saying, no, it's something different completely. And so here's the reality is sometimes we get in this space too. We get so good at following the rules and the protocols, so good that we forget that life is not really about the rules and the protocols. There's a why at work that we can lose sight of. This happens at our, our jobs all the time. So often we lose the purpose in our work, our, our Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday work. And I'll tell you, there is no five-day weekend that can fix that. We need to dial into God to get the why behind our what, right? So sometimes you'll hear, you know, you just, you know, people say, I just need to take a day off. Um, but, you know, is, are we, should we just be living for five day weekends for just watching football in the fall and the winter and doing cookouts in the summer? Is this really what Sabbath is about? Is this what he had in mind? Just avoiding our work? If we're just avoiding our work at all costs, then we desperately need radical rest to dial in and get to the why. And and what we're going to find is, no, it's not just about avoiding work, right? It's about doing good and saving life. That's what Jesus is talking about. Our, is our work connected to how God views work? Uh, maybe we first need to you know do good and save our own life. Maybe we just need a day off from our job. If we take that off or dial it down, then uh, we're going to actually find that there are things that are threatening the me time. But what else about the other connections in our life need maintained? How else can we work in a way that is actually connected with purpose instead of divorced from it, where work becomes what we are looking to do, not what we're trying to get out of? We begin to dial into what God is saying, the why behind the what. So take some time. Take a Sabbath. Take a break. Uh, you know, and, and think and ask God, you know, what is the why behind the what of my life, of my work that I've lost sight of, and then have the courage to move into it as we move forward. All right, the last rhythm I want to speak of is the moving out. Uh, and Sabbath 
actually delivers us from apathy towards our neighbors. Our last story about Jesus, this comes from John 5. Again, it's a situation where he's uh, healing somebody on the Sabbath. It's a similar scene as what we just read in Mark. The religious elite are uh, disappointed, to say the least. They're actually angry that Jesus is violating the clear Sabbath protocol, don't work. He's a miracle worker. He's doing his work of miracles, and they're very upset. Uh, and it's and we pick up the story and it says uh, this is why the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing things on the Sabbath. He had just got done telling a man to take up his bed and walk, but Jesus answered them, "My Father is working until now, and I am working." And oh my gosh, the the next thing that happens is they actually start plotting on how to kill Jesus. So. Sabbath is so radical that when Jesus broke the Sabbath, or I should say broke the expectations of the religious ideas of the Sabbath, people wanted to kill him. And I tell you, this happened all the time. Consider this point of view. A lame man, a guy who actually can't use his legs, suddenly gets up and is walking, and all you want to do is kill the miracle worker. What? Uh, how would that even be? But honestly, too often, this is story. This is our story as well. Think of it. What good have we been immune to because we didn't recognize God in the rule breaking? We become so used to the way things are done that we get apathetic to what God is doing. And this can happen in our jobs, right? You know, you you think of something that would be an easy fix or just uh, some little human way that we should be interacting. And instead, we have to be put off to, you know, you didn't fill out the proper form or we have the proper channels for that. And it's like this dehumanizing force that stops us from just doing basic kindness and civility uh, and work with dignity. Right, uh, and this happens in our in our relationships as well. We we think about how we're supposed to be uh, in a uh, a romantic relationship or a friend relationship, and we kind of can't see outside of it. And it also happens in our communities. There's a way of doing things. You don't just go up to your neighbors who are outside, right? You don't just knock on someone's door and invite them over for dinner. These are all things that, well, we just don't do that. But by violating the rules, we get into the way of what God is doing. We need to hear this just as much as the religious establishment needed to hear it. God is always up to something. You know, the Sabbath is not just about, you know, holy loafing, right? It's uh, We need to be dialed in enough to recognize it like we just talked about. But once we do, uh, we have to have a commit. We have to lose our commitment to the way th- that we do things uh, that is keeping us from seeing precisely the work that is God is doing right in front of us. So Sabbath actually breaks our rhythms in order that we can create new rhythms with God's Spirit and join Him in healing the world. So we will find rest when we move with God and against the grain of the world and our our patterns that get so ingrained in us. So you can begin to ask, where is God moving where I'm apathetic or where I'm committed to the way things work? Can I find unexpected strength and invigoration by leaving my couch and joining God in what he's doing out in the world. Well, I desperately want you today to begin to, with intentionality, institute a Sabbath rhythm in your life. Be a part of the radical rest that is God's plan to use you uh, to join him to help heal the world. You can do that by lining up right? By shutting down, by dialing in, and then by moving out. And hey, an easy way to 
increase your Sabbath rhythms and to join what God is doing is to fill out one of these 1,000 days of prayer and fasting cards we're doing here at Calvary. Uh, obviously, you can pick these up at church if, you, uh, if you're there on a Sunday or in the middle of the week. But also, if you're watching online, there's a link right there. You can download this and fill this out. You join us from February 2nd to April 6th. You can commit to uh, the rhythm that you're going to set in place to be a part of what God is doing. Uh, and uh, you can submit prayer requests as well. So uh, be a part of this. Be a part of how we as Calvary are moving with God into his purposes in a greater way. And you can use something like this to launch a rhythm of radical rest in your own life that helps you see things you couldn't normally see, get rest in unexpected places, and be a part of God's renewal work in the world. All right. Thank you.